Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stories from the World. This is David Robert Farmerie. Welcome to Segment 2 from the Wilson Residency Program. And yes, I am still a little bit froggy. I know that this episode is arriving a little late, but it has been due to some unforeseen circumstances. One is my schedule here for this residency has been joyfully intense, which has left me little time for recording, but the most significant caveat to recording this episode has been due to the, shall we say, thinness of the apartment walls. Uh, For three days now, I have attempted to record this segment, but each time I found myself sharing my voice with the voice of the woman in the apartment next door. And she seems like a lovely person, at least from what I have heard, quite literally. But I don't know that she would have been happy airing her dirty laundry over the airwaves of my podcast. Unfortunately, I have not been able to conduct any recordable interviews yet. I have several people who have agreed to it, but scheduling has really, really been difficult. I have just passed my halfway point of this residency, and I've accomplished much, but yet I feel there is so much that I have not accomplished here. There are so many stories waiting to be told. It's like a good version of Pandora's box here in Wilson. You know, when I first arrived, I was aware only of the black and white communities. But as my time here has evolved, I learned of the Hispanic community, the Haitian community, the Jamaican community, the Muslim community, and the Palestinian community. All of these communities living as a mosaic that comprised the town and the city of Wilson. And on that note, I should explain that Wilson is technically a city, and in its entirety it is. But there is the downtown area and the historic area, which are kind of side by side, and these areas are considered the town of Wilson by most of the residents. And it is within the confines of the town that the magic of Wilson can truly be experienced. Yesterday, I met Louis Thomas III, His great-grandfather was the carpenter that designed and built St. John AME Zion Church here in Wilson. It was built in 1915, and this really amazed me, Booker T. Washington laid the actual cornerstone of this church to begin its construction. As I stood in the church, I could truly feel its history. And then to have Louis Thomas III standing there with me, telling me the history in minute detail, was such an amazing experience. Louis is also an artist. By trade, he is a graphic designer slash graphic artist. He has designed Broadway sets and Hollywood sets. He has painted signs, both big and small, all over the United States. And he is one of the few people that can still paint a sign freehand. In fact, if you saw the photo gallery from last week's episode, there was an image of a sign for gizzards and livers. That sign was painted by Lewis. After leaving the church, Lewis took me to see his studio. He still paints signs and even murals, but his greatest love is making crosses out of wood and painting various messages from scripture on them. 
The wood that he currently uses is from trees that were knocked down by the hurricane that passed through a few years ago. The tree trunks are cut lengthwise, and in many cases, the bark is still left on the edge, giving it this really amazing look. He also paints on basic wood planks, and these carry logos of sports teams or fraternities and so on, and they actually account for the bulk of his current business. And According to Lewis, he can't seem to make enough of these to fill the demand. I had the great fortune to spend time with legendary photographer Burke Uzzle. You know, Burke became a life photographer in his early 20s, and then he went on to become a magnum photographer as well. And his career spanned something like 70 years. As he and I walked through his gallery, which, by the way, is absolutely massive, he talked to me about each of the images that were displayed as large format prints on the wall. I mean, each of these prints were roughly 60 inches tall, and they hung unframed. All but two of these prints were from Burke's more recent work, which is actually a continuation of his devotion to the civil rights movement. And this devotion began back in the 1960s, while Burke covered Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights marches. Most of Burke's recent work is made up of portraits shot primarily in his studio, but Burke has ingrained himself into the black community and culture of Wilson, and believe me, he is revered by them for the work that he produces. As we neared the end of nearly two dozen large prints, there were two smaller prints, both in color and both in frames. The first photograph was of Martin Luther King Jr. laying in his casket with his wife, Coretta Scott King, standing next to it and her hand caressing his face. The other was one of Burke's most recognizable photographs. It was of the man and woman wrapped in a pink blanket at Woodstock. Next, Burke invited me into his studio, which is just an amazing opportunity because few other than his subjects ever get to enter this space. This is my sacred space, he told me, as he unlocked the door and slid it open. And indeed it is. Truly, I could feel it when I entered this massive room. It was like entering onto hollowed ground. And believe me, I do not say this euphemistically. The feeling was palpable. On the far left wall hanging from the 30-foot ceiling were numerous nooses that one would see on a gallow or hanging from a tree. Burke has been using those as props for some of his current portraits. When I asked him about the concept, he told me that the inspiration came from his visit to the Legacy Museum in Montgomery, Alabama. But to see these nooses hanging as they were against the industrial walls of his studio brought about a very sobering reminder of this time in our history. I have included a link to Burke's website in the episode notes, and also there is a documentary on Burke called F11 and Be There. You can find this on PBS. I must admit that I'm finding it really quite difficult to record these podcast episodes because I need to keep my voice down and thereby I need to keep my exuberance for the subjects 
contained. But one must work with what one has. And if you happen to hear the clanging plates, no, it's not me, it's not here in the apartment. It is, you guessed it, next door. I've actually made many portraits as part of this residency, which has been a huge departure for me with regards to storytelling. Some of the portraits have been made here in the studio that I set up in this apartment, but others have been more environmental-type portraits made in the places where the subjects live or work. One of these portraits is of Bill Myers. Now, his friends know him as Popeye Myers, although I have no idea why. I didn't learn of this nickname until after I had interviewed and photographed him. Around here, Bill is a legendary jazz musician and band leader. In fact, back in the 1950s, I think it was 1957, he created a band called The Monitors. And that very same band is still together today. And at one point, get this, their lead vocalist was Roberta Flack. Bill's instrument of choice is the saxophone, but recently... I love this. He was, he was forced to give it up. And according to Bill, he was starting to become winded when he played. Now, keep in mind, the reason I'm kind of chuckling here is that Bill is 88 years old. And as an FYI, the band's drummer is in his 90s. But by having to leave behind the saxophone, Bill certainly didn't have to leave music. Now he plays the piano, the keyboard, the vibraphone, and the accordion. My favorite portrait session thus far is with Julie, which I made here in the apartment studio. Julie works at the Arts Council in the gallery, and the first time that I saw her as I approached her desk, I was stopped dead in my tracks. Julie is a presence and a force that is comprised of pure joy. She is as she is, and she makes no bones about it. I have truly not met a more authentic person. And our portrait session? Oh, my. What a joy and a treat it was. As I record this episode, my time here in Wilson with regards to the residency program is running out. And the stories that I have brought you thus far have just scratched the surface. In fact, part of my problem with relaying these stories to you is how to tell them and how many to tell them because there are so many. But also because many of the experiences that I am encountering here can't even be translated into words. Many of the experiences, quite honestly, exist within the nuances of life here in Wilson. And that has been much of the joy of spending time here. Being a photographer that tells stories, a photojournalist or a documentary photographer, there are really two ways of approaching a story. And one is to come into a place and look and see what is obvious and what stands out and what signifies that place of being. But the other way, the way that I prefer to tell my stories, is to come into a place and settle in and just observe and take it all in and find, again, the nuances. And that's not to say that I don't photograph the things that stand out, the things that present themselves boldly. Sure, they're part of the story. But for me, the stories, the great part of the stories and the great stories themselves 
as well as the great experiences are always, always in the nuances. I have met many people here and I have even made friends here. There truly has never been a time here in Wilson where I have not felt welcomed. The people of this town have captured a piece of my heart. And the stories that remain to be told another time, of which there are many, are stories that I will not leave behind. In the ten days that I have remaining, I will increase the intensity of my work, recording as many stories and photographs as possible. But I will also leave this door wide open for my return. I still have interviews to conduct and many photographs to make over the next several days. I will continue to post an image to my Instagram every day until I leave. This part of my life's journey has truly been a phenomenal one, and I will have more to share with you over the next two weeks. As always, I sincerely thank you for allowing me to share with you another story from the world. If you'd like to keep abreast of upcoming workshops, lectures, or new releases of my fine art prints, Sign up for my mailing list at davidfarmerie.com. You have my sincere word that you will not be spammed, nor will I give or share your information with anyone. You have been listening to Stories from the World. Copyright 2021, David Robert Farmerie. All rights reserved.